Hey there, folks. My name is Mike Perna from Inroads Ministries, and this is your Daily Nerd Devo. Of all the descriptions of what a geek or nerd is, I'm partial to the way Simon Pegg says it. A man who arguably made a name for himself by making some incredibly nerdy movies loosely tied together by the presence of prepackaged ice cream cones. If you have no idea what I'm talking about, look up the Cornetto trilogy when you have a moment. By his account, there is a reclaimed definition of nerd, where being a nerd is just about being enthusiastic about something and proud of what you love and how much you know about it. Day after day, you come here to this devotional to hear a few of us share out of the things we are passionately excited about as evidence and expression of the faith we are also excited and passionate about. But if you don't know anything about the things I nerd out about or the ministry that I've built harnessing them, let me take a moment to point out something that has been at the crux of several of my absolute favorite things. Board games storytelling, and encouraging others in a way that they see themselves that much closer to how God sees them. It all comes to a head in a board game called Before There Were Stars. Thematically, the players in Before There Were Stars are all tribal storytellers gathered around a fire to share the creation myth of their people with the other tribes. But... Really, mechanically, the game is not even remotely as grandiose as all that sounds. It's a storytelling game where each player will roll a fistful of dice in hopes of collecting a card with a keyword from a pool in the middle of the table. Rounds are broken down into thematic chapters. The first uses two cards as the players begin their stories with, In the beginning. It's how their people understood the world was made. As rounds progress, new cards are added, some cards are carried over, as each storyteller recounts how their society was born, uh, the revelation of a hero to their people, and eventually culminates in the story of how the world will end. I have played this game with skilled storytellers, and I have played this game with tables filled with people who look at me almost ashamed at how little creativity they possess. Uh, side note? That's an absolute lie of the devil. But our creativity being inherent as people made in the image of a creator God will have to be another devotional for another day. I will testify here and now that as long as everyone at the table has bought into giving it everything they've got, regardless of skill or expertise, they will come away from the table with something powerful. It's the last phase of each round where I see God move. The third phase, known as the appreciation phase, where this stops being just a game where we make up fictional histories of fictional people, and becomes a way for us to enter into a part of who we are in Christ, and who we can be for each other. After each storyteller recounts their story, a bag is passed from player to player. As it passes, each of the other players secretly slip tokens into the bag reflecting the score they believe the person earned for that story. If all you care about is winning, we can end there. Whoever gets the most points at the end of the round wins. But appreciation is much more than just merely doling out points. Each person, as they are secretly adding their score to the bag, is required to talk about something good 
that struck them about the story they just heard. It could be anything, really. Appreciation for the crafting of the narrative, the skill of the storyteller in recounting the story out loud, or even how their story made them laugh so hard they almost fell over. Every player is not asked to. They must share something good with the storyteller about their contribution to the story experienced around the table that day. As I think about the way the Book of Acts documents the journeys of all those who were traveling through the birth pangs of the early church, there is something consistently present. When there was no one there who knew God or specifically Christ Jesus, they would share the gospel truth with them. But in every place there was a synagogue or a collection of Christ followers, you'll also find some variation of how they spent time encouraging the faithful in the text. It happens so often that I can't dare list every reference, so instead I'll go to the writings of Paul for my reference. Specifically, Colossians chapter 2. For I want you to know how great a struggle I have for you and for those at Laodicea, and for all who have not seen me face to face, that their hearts may be encouraged, being knit together in love, to reach all the riches of full assurance of understanding and the knowledge of God's mystery, which is Christ, in whom are hidden all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. We all know we can look to James to find out the destructive nature of the tongue and how our words can kill and destroy those around us. But here, in the beginning of Colossians 2, Paul shows us what powerful good there is in the words we choose to share with one another that lift and strengthen each other. When we enter into our relationships with other people determined to encourage and lift other people before God and those around us, we are stepping into something dear to the heart of God. If we take that responsibility seriously, we may be surprised at what good we see God do in those around us through even the simplest words spoken between us. We may all just get that much closer to understanding the heart of God. And there is nothing worth more to nerd out to together than that. That's all the time we have for today. If you want to hear more Nerdy Devos every weekday, hit the subscribe button wherever you listen to podcasts. You can also come hang out with us on our Facebook group, The Nerd of God Squad. I'm Mike Perna for The Daily Nerd Devo. Until next time, never let anyone call you suboptimal.